broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. The Ignite EdTech Podcast will continue to drop a new episode every week and will bring you news, tips, solutions, ways of learning, and interviews with the best of the best in the education and EdTech industry. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. And if you haven't subscribed to his Make a Difference podcast yet, I highly encourage you to do so in your podcast channel of choice. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, the Ignite EdTech Learning Portal is live at learning.igniteedtech.com a place for educators to learn and grow together with free and paid learning experiences to suit everybody's needs. Our learning portal is designed based on the five Ignite EdTech learning principles, which I'll highlight over the next few weeks. The Ignite EdTech learning principles of EdTech are be adaptive, learning first, creativity over consumption, collaboration, and connection over content. The first Ignite EdTech learning principle is be adaptive. Being adaptive when it comes to EdTech is all about being flexible, willing to learn new ways and new tools. Having a loose grip on the way you might approach and practice your use of technology allows you to form habitual approaches. In order to thrive with EdTech in our daily lives as educators, we need to keep an open mindset about what could be possible, trying new things, and taking the next step to improve the way we use technology. This could either be by using a different tool, or using the tool in a deeper way, according to the SAMA or AGES models, which we'll look back at later in this episode. As you think about how you use current tools to add value to learning, or to allow you to be more efficient in your role, Keep in mind the importance of being adaptive and being open to new opportunities. This is probably not something you need to learn because you're here listening and learning with me today, but it should be a skill that is being actively discussed within your faculty to help be more consistent in your school's edtech development. Being adaptive helps you sail along in today's ever-changing world. Last week, I encouraged you to think about the breakdown of the people in your organization and how they can help your strategic growth with EdTech. Thank you for sharing as always. Check out the social streams for more. After sharing the first Ignite EdTech principle with you, be adaptive. This week, I want to ask you how you demonstrate this skill in your daily practice. How are you adaptive with educational technology? How did you change your mindset? And how do you help others adapt, grow, and thrive with their use of technology? I'd love to learn with you and from you in this space. Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is QuizIs. Quizzes allows you to conduct student-paced formative assessments in a fun and engaging way for students of all ages. Quizzes is a free tool that works on any device with paid add-ons like most of its competitors. You can access hundreds of ready-made learning quizzes or create your own. Join as a teacher, pick a quiz, and use the code for a virtual room to give to your students. 
There are many similarities between quizzes and competitors like Kahoot. What I like about quizzes is how student-centered it is, displaying all of the information on the student's device and providing opportunities to self-paced learning quizzes. I highly recommend that you take a look at www.quizzes.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about your people and how the attitudes and cultures of the people in your building can significantly impact the development of successful edtech programs. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to focus on the models for effective and adaptive learning of edtech in our schools. Being adaptive, as mentioned previously in this episode, is all about having a positive mindset to change. Not everyone goes to this space naturally, and as I alluded earlier, I'm probably preaching to the converted, but the space I'm interested in pushing is your ability to create change within this principle in your learning environment. Earlier in the podcast, I mentioned two models, SAMA and AGES, when it comes to using a tool or ideas in a deeper way. In previous episodes, we've discussed the SAMA model from Ruben Putendera, referring to substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. The ability to think about how a tool or strategy is used to change or improve learning experiences. While I'm not going into detail on the SAMA model today, I wanted to highlight the new model I've introduced, which is AGES, which can be used in a similar way to the framework that is SAMA. AGES was created by Leela Davici, Tobias Kiefer, David and Lisa Rock in 2010 and refined by researchers at Columbia New York University and the Neuroleadership Institute, and refers to the four active ingredients for long-time learning. As students, many of us came to view learning as a brute force activity. An instructor gave us some information, and the responsibility fell on us to cram it into our long-term memories. If we didn't hit the books hard enough, well, that was just our problem. But what if that whole approach to learning is flawed? Over the past decade, a great deal of research has identified several key ingredients of successful learning, and the ages model was born. Just this week, I was having a discussion with Andrew Mowat, a member of the Ignite EdTech learning team, about the ages model and how it fits so perfectly within learning of educational technology. The ages model stands for attention, generation, emotion, and spacing. Together, the ages model enables people to learn quickly and retain that information for the long haul. When we put this into the frame of EdTech, and the development of this in our schools, we can quickly refine our learning programs to ensure we focus on the right areas to be successful and sustainable. Let's break this down a little bit and start with A, attention. Learning takes place when we activate a brain region known as the hippocampus. This occurs when we focus on one topic without distractions. When we multitask or let our minds wander, we're likely to deactivate the hippocampus and reduce how much learning takes place. In short, Attention matters because it's how our brain knows what we're trying to learn. Now let's look at G, generation, the second component which involves how we engage with material. Research shows that we just can't absorb information passively. We must take an active creative role. That's why in our learning model we talk about creation over consumption. This creative role stems from how the brain stores memory. As the hippocampus acts more like a web than a hard drive, the thicker and denser the web of memories, the stronger each individual memory becomes. As learners, we help strengthen that web when we actively create or generate those connections. One way to do that is by relating the new material to our existing web of knowledge. The E in ages stands for emotion. We all know that emotion plays a dual role in learning. 
They've been found to increase our attention to a given topic which helps us focus. In addition, when learning gets us feeling positive emotions such as joy, happiness or excitement, it can create a sense of anticipation that research has found to be a positive impact on learning. And S, spacing. We all know that learning takes time. Instead of cramming information into our heads, as most of us probably did as teenagers, only to forget it soon after, neuroscientists have long found that the brain really creates long-term memories through a spacing approach. That is, introduce concepts at a steady rate and wait some time before retrieving that information. Spacing is challenging because people do forget some things, which makes retrieval harder. The good news is, the harder it is to retrieve a memory, the more learning that's taking place. Of course, researchers can't say whether we should space lessons by an hour or a week, but they do agree that some spacing is always better than no spacing. Ultimately, the ages model describes a style of learning that helps people focus on the content, engage directly with it, experience positive emotions around it, and take breaks between learning experiences. When organizations take such an approach, research suggests they'll maximize their team's learning and accelerate breakthroughs like never before. Please share your ideas about the ages model and what you're doing to be successful in learning in your organization so we can discuss them on next week's show. I'd love to hear from you. The Ignite EdTech Learning Portal utilizes the ages model integrated with our five EdTech principles to ensure our learning courses, both free and paid, make learning sticky. We're building the most authentic and purposeful EdTech community around, and we want you to be a part of it. Go to learning.igniteedtech.com and sign up for free. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Melissa Hayes and Tisha Richmond. Let's have a listen to the chats. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Melissa Hayes. You might know her from Twitter as at Hayes underscore Melissa. Melissa is a passionate second grade teacher in Ohio, USA, and is the creator of Skype Snaps. She is creative and always sharing inspirational tweets that are packed full of positivity. Melissa, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I am so ready. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? I am a second grade teacher in Ohio. I've taught for, this is my 23rd year, and I am inspired by my kids every single year, and I'm also inspired by amazing educators um, who have become a part of my family. They push me and motivate me and lift me up and listen without judgment or opinions. I think the for me, one of the most exciting things about how we connected is through our professional learning networks, being online, connecting and engaging. What's your favorite thing about being connected on a social media network like Twitter? There's so many amazing aspects to connecting. I think the biggest thing for me is to be able to bring that connection to my kids. I see how amazing it is for me personally, and that's why I Zoom or Skype depending on the learning environment so much so my kids could have that amazing opportunity as well. Yeah, it's it's a, it's pretty amazing and it's indescribable really the opportunities and connections you can get from social media like Twitter for example. What's your best advice for educators in relation to edtech? I would say have fun with technology. 
embrace it and know your why. I know that we teach our kids to take risks and embrace those productive struggles, but we need to do the same. And I love this quote from Winston Churchill, and it says, success is going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. And I think now is a perfect time to embrace that. That's an amazing piece. I'll make sure that we pop that in the notes as well for people, other people that are interested. What's an edtech tool, Melissa, that you're using in your day-to-day work that you think everyone listening needs to hear about? Well, I'm sure everyone will know what I'm going to say, but um, I absolutely love Flipgrid. It is a one-stop shop and it's simple for all learners. It's not just for specific learners, but all learners. It's fun with the backgrounds, the boards, the emojis, the filters, the GIFs, yet it's very simplistic and powerful and safe. And it amplifies every child's voice And it's also an amazing collaboration tool. It's grown so much over the last few years as well. And it's it's always really exciting to see how much it's grown and how many people take it on. How do you uh, sort of encourage the use of it, not just for yourself, but with people in your building or around you? Well, right now we're collaborating with a middle school class. My kids in the middle school class are collaborating back and forth. And then our school uses it constantly because we're fully remote. So it's very easy to access that tool and the kids respond to questions and give their feedback on certain learning tasks. Okay, cool. And what's Skype Snaps and why did you create it? Well, Skype Snaps was actually came from Tara Martin's book Snaps. When we Skyped, I think it was last year, I wanted a way for my kids to remember these moments. And a lot of them had questions about when we Skyped with someone, do you remember that? Do you remember what their favorite and about the state? So I started having the kids creating what's called a Skype snap, which is basically a highlight of the experience that we had, what they learned about their that state or what they learned about that person. And they use pic collage and they just create a picture collage. And then we add the hashtag Skype snaps, which are actually Zoom snaps now. And then we put all those on a wakelet and the kids have a collection that they can refer to throughout the year. That's so cool. We'll make sure that that link is in the description below for anyone interested in learning a little bit more. You know, Melissa, learning is important to all of us, especially for us as educators. What's one book or resource that you've been reading lately or just one of your all-time favorites? Tell us about why we should be exploring it. Well, I had two and I can't pick between them. Tell me both. So the first one is Jennifer Casa Todd's Social Media. I think now is a perfect time to brush up on our digital citizenship. And this book is just jam-packed full of resources and it's amazing. And then the other book was George Kuros's The Innovator's Mindset, just because I my biggest fear is my kids not wanting to come on Zoom and they don't want to come. They're not having fun learning. And that's probably my biggest fear. So I'm trying to be as innovative and creative and making sure they have a, they have choice and voice and they love coming to Zooms and they are super excited and wondering what they're going to do that day. And I think this book wraps it all up. 
Yeah, I love both of those books, actually, and both of them have, have been on here to talk about what they do. And just like you said, they're both very inspirational people. So thanks for sharing those. Melissa, people listening today will be really interested to connect and engage with you, I'm sure. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty crazy on there. It's at Hayes underscore Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-A. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today, Melissa. Sure. Thank you. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Tisha Richmond. You might know her from Twitter as at Tish Rich with over 23,000 followers. Tisha is a tech integration specialist and national speaker based in the US. She is the author of Make Learning Magical, which unlocks seven keys to transform teaching and create unforgettable experiences in the classroom. She's full of joy in every sense of the word, online and in person. Tisha, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Absolutely. Let's do this. It's an honor to be on the show today. Awesome. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? So I am a tech integration specialist as well as a learning management coordinator in Southern Oregon. I have been in this role about two and a half years and I support teachers K through 12 and in integrating tech and innovative strategies into teaching and learning. And I absolutely love it. That sounds like such a cool and rewarding job. What's your best advice for educators in relation to educational technology? Well, right now, it's been it's been overwhelming for teachers. They have so much to learn so fast in our district. We have really brought on a new learning management system just in the matter of uh, three months. And so I always tell teachers to start slow just getting onto the learning management platform was a huge undertaking for them, for those teachers who really didn't use a lot of technology, just kind of getting settled into that virtual space uh, was a lot. And so then I tell them to just find a few tools to get started. And I always tell teachers, you know, look at tools that are not only going to amplify learning, but also are going to help streamline the practice for you and make what you do you know more efficient and there are so many incredible tools out there it's really finding the ones that are going to create the most immersive the most you know incredible learning experiences for your students and that's going to change for every educator depending on the content level and the grade level that you teach yeah, and I think it's really good advice as well. And on that note, what's an edtech tool that you currently love using in your day-to-day -day work? Oh my goodness, I have so many that I love. Right now in my work as a tech integration specialist, I love Canva. I use Canva every day to create digital images, to create, uh, you know, whether that's on social media or whether that is um, images for my district or uh, infographics. There's so many amazing things that you can do. And it allows me to kind of bring in my creative flair. I love to create things. And so it's a really fun tool to do that. Adobe Spark is also an amazing tool for digital creation. And that is one that will integrate with our Canvas learning management platform. And so that is you know, another digital creation tool that I like to steer my uh, teachers towards as well. 
Yeah, that's that's cool. And I love those tools too. We'll make sure the links are in the podcast notes below. You know, as an educator myself, uh, I know how important learning is to us um, when we grow and develop together. Particularly, you know, we met online, we connected on on Twitter and engaged through there. But what about, you know, a book or a resource that you've been reading lately or just one of your all-time favorites? Tell us about what it is and why we should explore it. Absolutely. So I'm going to shout out Explore Like a Pirate by Michael Matera because that is one of my all-time faves. That was the book that really helped me to wrap my head around gamification for the classroom. I had an the honor of meeting Michael in Miami, actually in 2000, I believe it was 14. And this was before Explore Like a Pirate came out. And that was where I really started getting inspired to gamify my teaching practice. And then his book came out a year later. And, you know, I read it all in one sitting. And then it's a book that I have dog-eared corners and lots of sticky notes because I, I've referred to it so many times over the years. And it's just one of those tried and true books that, you know, you don't just read once and set aside. You go to it time and time again. Yeah. And, and you're an author yourself. Uh, and that amazes me because I know how much time and effort goes into, you know, getting this whole process done. Tell us a little bit about your book and what inspired you to write it. So my book is called Make Learning Magical, and it's all about transforming your teaching and creating unforgettable experiences in your classroom. And I really wrote the book because there was a point in my career where I was a burnt out teacher. I was really thinking of leaving education. I was dreaming about becoming a barista and perfecting the art of making a latte. And I found... Twitter, I discovered that there was so much more to education than I ever knew was possible. I started to go to conferences and learn about all of these amazing innovative strategies. And from getting connected and from going to these conferences, I started trying new things in my classroom. And that sparked the joy to continue to learn and to grow. That's how I began to gamify my classroom. And a set of iPads that came into my classroom really helped me discover new ways to bring in technology to teaching and learning. And so what Make Learning Magical does is it really shares with you my journey, my journey from being a burnout teacher to a teacher that was really um, creating the atmosphere for magical learning to happen. And magical is actually an acronym. So M stands for meaningful beginnings. So how can we really create an incredible start for our students? Authenticity and agency. How can we be our authentic selves as teachers? And how can we create experiences that help um, develop agency for our learners. Gamified experiences. How can we bring gamified learning into our classroom? Innovation. That has been a huge part of my journey, just stepping out, trying new things, and really creating an environment where our students can step out and to innovate as well. Creativity. Uh, collaboration and curiosity is C and how we can tap into 
those different C's and allow our students to create, collaborate, and just be curious learners. Authentic audience is really how can we bring it the outside in? How can we connect with people from around the world and even in our community and bring them into our learning environment for our students to shine in front of an authentic audience? And L is for legacy. How can we not only leave a legacy in our profession, but how can we allow um, opportunities for our students to see how they can leave a legacy on this world as well. Wow, that's amazing. And we'll make sure the link to that is in the description below as well. You know, everything you've shared gets me super excited and it's inspirational. It really is. And I know that the people listening are going to want to follow and connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? So I am at Tish Rich on Twitter. That is where I live most often. You can also find me at Make Learning Magical on Instagram. I also have a website, tisharichman.com, and I have a podcast as well called the Make Learning Magical Podcast that launches an episode once a week, and you can find that on your favorite podcast platform. Awesome. Tisha, thank you so much for your time today. All of those links will be in the podcast notes below. Thank you, as always, for inspiring and bringing joy to not just my feed, but everyone else that's listening. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Next week, join me for episode 43 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I am joined by Stacey Roshan and Al Kingsley. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes. So thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away two copies of course codes for Sarah Thomas's online learning programs. To win, you needed to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winners have already been contacted directly by me, and they are Tara Brown and Kim Kelly. Congratulations to you both. This week, I'm giving away two copies of Tisha Richmond's books. To win these incredible prizes, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form, which will take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 31st of March, and the winners will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. Please take some time to visit learning.igniteedtech.com and register for free to join our growing community of learners from all over the world. Here, you will see a plethora of free and paid learning courses led by the experienced and talented Ignite EdTech team that can help you, your colleagues, and your school move from surviving to thriving in this constantly evolving world we find ourselves in. No matter what your level of expertise or background is, we've got something for you. Jump in and register today. Mention the Ignite EdTech podcast when signing up, and we'll give you a special discount of any of our paid courses. Thank you for being an extremely important part of the Ignite EdTech podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And please don't hesitate to ask questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. 
If you like today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.